Wargaming Recon is sponsored by Captain Con. Come to Captain Con February 3rd through the 5th, 2023 at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Warwick, Rhode Island. You'll have three days of the best social tabletop gaming experiences. Buy your badge and book your hotel room now. Visit www.captaincon.com for more information. Welcome to Wargaming Recon. I am your host, Jonathan J. Reinhardt. Today, we are going to be talking about yet another amazing thing. And of course it is because it's Wargaming Recon and you're here listening to us. We're talking about one-day convention. Gaming that you do in one day, sometimes they're called cons, sometimes they're called game days. But to me, they're all very, very similar. And so there's been some amazing ones lately. And to dive into this, I knew that there was one person I had to bring on to talk with. And of course, you're familiar with them because they've been on before and you've asked for them to come on again and again and again. And they have, oddly enough, agreed to come on on a recurring basis and be a co-host here. Um, clearly, they don't know how crazy I am, but they will learn. I'm referring to the one and only Mr. Peter Saloon. Pete, how are you? Hello. How you doing? So I have to ask, did you realize, and I hope you did, but did you realize how insane it is that you agreed to be a recurring co-host yeah yeah i think i did realize okay, that, that was an insane thing it kind of was actually but here we are and you Just haven't walked away yet embracing insanity boy it, well you know when the call of Cthulhu comes your way, sometimes you just have to say yes. It's just one yes. of those things. I've said yes, and now I will die with a panicked, insane look on my face. Hey, that's how I live. Yeah, I mean, I'll die like I live. <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> it can always be worse. What an intro. And well, hey, <laughs> what can I say? It could be hotter than it is right now, right? No, I don't think so. No? Like, According to scientists, not in the last 125,000 years. I think it is as hot as it can be right now until tomorrow I, when it will be hotter. See, do you know what? That's what I thought. I thought tomorrow was supposed to be worse because today it was 94 here in Massachusetts or most of it, it with a feels like of 100. But tomorrow it's supposed yeah. to be a cool and very chilly mid-80s. Oh, okay. I'll take that. That that will feel like a burn. So I don't know if that's true. And I mean, for those of you who are outside of America, we're using, you know, American standard units um, and freedom bucks and so forth. Um, so whatever it is in your own measurements, you can do the math. because I'm not a mathematician. I don't know. I, 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 this is going to get me a lot of hate mail. I seriously have no idea why Celsius works the way Celsius does, because to me, it makes no sense. Like zero should be zero. It, I'm just I don't understand it. I would love to, but it never made any sense to me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, all the other stuff just, like millimeters, centimeters, meters, all that makes perfect sense to me. But that's, oh, all, that's like, all magic. That's centigrade just, stuff. I I just sorcery. Like you know, how far negative can you really go before you're dying? Is really what it is. <laughs> eventually, not, not far. Not I mean, far. like eventually you get to the South Pole, right? You go to Antarctica, you kind of reach the pole, and like it's cold. So just is it negative five hundred, negative forty? Doesn't matter. Eventually you're gonna die unless you're properly prepared. So it's elemental. I think I still you're eventually going to die well yeah, yeah but... <laughs> but but not there as you're you know have the sled dogs trying to take you to create scientific history That's and true. hopefully not freeze to death or have to you know eat anyone that really took a dark turn 
boy, our listeners are getting a lot out of this first couple. Of- I would hope the longtime listeners are new, used to it. And if you're new, I do apologize, but you should check out the back catalog. It's not all like this. I, I promise. There, there might be content here somewhere at some well, point. I they should hang that- around. They probably should because you're going to be talking about something I really wanted to get to and I wasn't able to get to uh, this year because I believe I had family things. But it was, if correct me if I'm wrong, it was Redemption Con's first ever one day, full one full day convention that was called Leveled Up. Did I get that right? That's all correct. It was uh, took place on August 12th <laughs> and um, it's a lifetime ago already. It and is. it was... Um, you know, we've mentioned Redemption Convention's monthly get-togethers here in the past, which we do on the third Thursday of every month. But in August, we were invited to do a full-day event, which was open to close. So it was, you know, 11 in the morning to 11 at night or something like that. And that was on a Saturday. We called that event Leveled Up. Uh, and yeah, that's what took place. And I guess it's a good example of what you're talking about as far as uh, sort of not your typical, like, uh, you know, Friday through Sunday convention type thing, just a shorter format. You get to leave the complications of the hotel, things like that, out and come have a good So why don't you talk a little bit about it? Uh, you had mentioned it was a 11 to 11 uh, event, one full day, uh, and people didn't need a hotel, which is kind of nice because makes it more expensive. Yep. But it is it's a pain in the butt, really, trying to be like, where am I going to stay? What am I going to do? So you don't have to worry about that with this sort of event. But what you do have to, I wouldn't say worry, but what you have to put some thought into is what are you going to play? And so how, how were the yeah. games handled? How was sign up handled? Um, what sort of gaming was there or other events? How, what did people get to do uh, to have some fun? So uh, there was a lot of options to, as is kind of the, the short answer. And I think different people took different uh, approaches to this, but as somebody who, helped organize a little bit of it. We did want to offer the ability to sign up for at least some of the games ahead of time because we thought that might sort of lower the disorganization level right there in the first couple of hours as we were getting people um, into the, you know, into the building and started. So um, we tried a couple things online and I think probably this was something that was a bit of a learning curve for us. We used a, a platform I think it was called Warhorn. It seemed like a pretty good platform, and we were able to list games sort of ahead of time and when they would be run and who was running them and how many players they could accommodate, et cetera, et cetera. And we did get you know, several signups um, for a lot of our GMs um, through that. I think ideally I would have liked to see it be on tabletop events because that's sort of the, I guess you just call it the industry standard for that type of planning. Um, and I think we're going to move to that when we do it in the future. But for this one, um, you know, we were just trying to kind of stick our toe in there and not get too over our head. So we did that. But also, I would say maybe maybe more, definitely more people showed up and just played unscheduled or pickup game um, than people who had pre-scheduled games. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers of people who came in through the day because it was kind of hard to track as people came in and left, but it was definitely more than how they came through. And tables were full uh, right up until the end of the night when we were closing down and cleaning up. So um, a lot went into into planning that. And there was a, a bunch of people that, you know, volunteer their time and, you know, spend a lot of time doing stuff, putting stuff together, talking to people, coordinating with the brewery, all of that type of stuff. So it's not it's not as easy as you would think. You can't just get 100 people to show up somewhere. 
what do you mean you can't just get 100 people to show up somewhere and play board games? Well, you can, but it, but it's but but it could be chaos. Um, oh, we you mean to like do it most... well? It's not that easy. I, I see. <laughs> I, well, I don't know if we did it well. You'd have to ask somebody else. I think we did it well. The feedback we received was uh, strongly positive. Um, I personally went and had a great time, so my feedback is it was done well. Um, but um, you know, we are casual. We're not like strict rigid nobody's trying to make a profit here or anything like that um, so we kind of try and organize things as best we can and then when we show up we see what actually happens and we just kind of with that keep a positive that's generally the the managing approach for these i think that's a really good vibe to have and i think it makes it a little more inclusive because some people might be put off by uh, something being a little more regimented and structured. So this kind of gives freedom to everyone, which uh, yeah, I think like not enough people have in their everyday lives. Yeah, especially with new people. I think with people that have been coming all along. So in, in November of this year, we will have been doing this for one year. Um, wow. And so there have been some people who have been coming, you know, monthly since last November. And those people know what to expect, know who's there, know how it works kind of know what the is. I don't think they feel very much pressure about showing up and just finding a game to play or bringing their own game and finding players and being very casual like that. It's usually more when we have new players that they have questions like, how do I do this? I'm coming. What am I, am I supposed to bring something with me? Am I supposed to have this? How much does it cost? Do I have just all basic? Like they don't really know about the event questions. And a lot of that gets taken care of uh prior to the events on social media usually discord or facebook and mm -hmm. it's somebody saying i'm coming for the first time i would like to play this type of game or i'm bringing this game or can anybody tell me what to play and there's always somebody stepping up to say hey uh, here's some suggestions for you or to play that game with you if you need a player or come be a part of the game i'm running it sounds like it's something you might like based on said you know etc mm -hmm. so it's 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 a very welcoming group i i really I think that's the best part of it is we have a, I've met so many different people that I would not have had occasion to before and across the board, they've all been great. I feel like I've made a bunch of friends. I think other people have also been able to kind of come out of their shells at this event, you know, over the last year. And are, I see them, you know, I see people that weren't really like buddied up in the beginning and now they're coming together or, uh -huh. you know, they're, they're doing something out of, you know, out of the context of the game night together, you know, like there's going to be a barbecue over there. It's got nothing to do with this, but these people are friends now. So it's all good. Just bringing people together, having fun, really no pressure. I think it's a triumph really that you got so many people and that you got solid feedback that people were having a good time, that they liked it. And that like, <laughs> this is going to sound awful, but like there are no catastrophes. And, and the first time you do anything, I don't care what it is it's not going to be as amazing as it will can be after doing it a handful of times. And the fact that like nothing stands out for you, looks like, Oh, this was a thing that, you know, I wish was went differently. That speaks volumes to just how wonderful it had been and how prepared you all were and all the hard work and dedication that everyone just kind of has. Yeah. I mean, you're right. We haven't, we haven't had like a single issue, you know, that, that required anything to be discussed or done or changed or anything. I'm not sure what those issues would have been. Maybe personality clashes or something like that, I guess. It might have. I mean, that's things that can occur with large groups of people. But mm -hmm. we have had nothing like that. I hope we continue to have nothing like that. You know, over time, there must be something that will. Um, 
you know, the people who organized this, Jake, who uh, originally kind of conceived of the idea, and then Trent, who has really taken the reins from a kind of technical execution of all sorts of little things that have to get done to make the experience better for people. He's kind of really taken the lead there. Mm -hmm. Um, And many other people that I'm not naming, but deserve credit, you know, as far as volunteering their time to run games or to, we kind of use some people as quote MCs and they're kind of hang up, hang out up at the front (laughs) of this uh, room that we, that we utilize. And they kind of take the people who look like deer in headlights or scared and kind of, uh, guide them into the process and try to make it not so scary. So you mean like um, so, if I had shown up, they would have gave me, you know, a pat on the head, a hug, a, a, a cookie and some hot chocolate. I'd be like, yeah, let's go have some fun. Yes. Certainly. Okay. <laughs> certainly. They, they would have detected that you might've needed extra special care. Yeah. Well, you know, and, uh, got you I, where you're going. I'm a challenge. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all different types of personalities and a lot of, uh, a lot of very social and like what I would call socially adept people, but a lot of people that are on the other side of that as well um, that uh, have a harder time slipping into situations. like So it's very helpful to have somebody start the conversation with them rather than have them, you know, maybe feel like they have to stand there and not know how to approach a new social situation. So it's as simple as having someone stand there and as people walk by saying, hey, uh, Welcome. My name's so and so. If you need any help, this is what's going on. If you don't need any help, I will shut up. You know, and <laughs> that's really all it takes. Because then, you know, you get an answer. You get something like, "No, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm looking for my friend. She's over there." Okay, cool. Thanks for coming. Or a lot, you know, a good portion of the time, you get something that's like, "I heard about this on Reddit. And what what is it? And I'm here now. What what do I do?" <laughs> you know, and that's when you can step in and make it like less awkward for someone and say, "Like, this is what it is." This is what's going on. Usually they have a short list of games that they know are uh, occurring. Mm-hmm. Like like if if uh, someone running a game is there, usually they're there early uh, to set up. And so they'll tell that person, hey, I'm running this game over at that table and I need four more players. You know that. So they'll be able to kind of give them a short menu of what they know of. Plus say, hey, look around at all this other stuff that because they may need players as well. So I seriously hope that should this ever happen again, and I hope it does that one of the MCs in the front has as a name tag so-and-so because I think that would be hilarious, but also just a great icebreaker. We have some good name tags. I've read a lot of name tags. Almost nobody's name tag is their name. Apparently oh, that's good. Cool. No, I, it's I was I was like a, a total dip and just put my name on my name oh, tag, which come on. I yeah, I messed up. Um but almost everybody else writes something very silly. Um yeah, so maybe we'll do that. Um, and to, to speak to your point about if that will ever happen again, it is happening again, and it's happening again very soon. Ooh. Um, it's happening on November 4th, which I'm hoping I'm getting that right. should be another Saturday. This is all kind of newly. Let's pretend it is another Saturday. Happened. Is it on not? or around the 4th of November, whatever that Saturday is, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Saturday. No, November 4th is a Friday. No, it's a Saturday. Oh, because I'm in 2022. Of course, that's helpful. Apple. Wait, so oh, oh, hold up. Does that mean you're a time lord? Yeah, I, you know, dove through the temporal rift the previous year. Um, I mean, of yeah, all Saturday, oh, you, geez, 2022 is an odd choice, but okay. Saturday, November 4th of 2023 um, is when this will be, and um, 
We're going to do another full day event. It's going to be open to close. The reason we're doing it, we thought this was going to be a once a year thing that we kind of asked permission to do because it is sort of a lot for Redemption Rock to do for us mm-hmm. in terms of giving up, you know, almost 100% of their business space uh, to us for an entire day, especially on a Saturday um, in yeah. the summer, which is you know, just from a business perspective for them, I, I would assume a huge uh, money-making day. So mm-hmm. I guess there's, there is a little bit of a risk there that I'm really glad that they're willing to take for us and they did a ton for us including organizing two different food trucks to come in um one in the morning one in the evening and just just being good hosts in general all that so anyway they they asked and said would you do it again and we have a spot open in november so i think they liked the turnout i think they liked what was going on from their perspective and we got good feedback from our group so uh, we decided to turn around and do another one uh, in November. November is also our one-year anniversary of doing this, so maybe we'll do a little some kind of happy birthday game night thing. Cool. Uh, at that event, so I don't have many details on it. I, I think we're going to use tabletop events to schedule this one, which means mm-hmm. it might be easier for people to sign up more clearly for events in a way that many gamers are already very familiar with. If you if they attend any other types of conventions, yeah. um, so that might encourage more people to sign up ahead of time or maybe more people to submit games. Um, we'll see. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited about it. It, it falls the weekend after carnage con, I believe, which makes it a little bit of a, a little bit of a busy seven days there for me. If I, but uh, I think mm-hmm. for anybody, you know, not attending carnage, which is probably a bunch of people. Um, it should be a fine, a fine day. You had mentioned that for the first leveled up that you had a really good time. Uh, what made it so good for you? Was it any particular games that you played or things that happened or? Uh, so <laughs> that, I know that just, so I feel like I, there's a lot there that waited to come out. Yeah. So it was just, I mean, it, it was, I knew it was going to be fun. It was going to be fun. Or what I have fun every time I go, uh, it's a great business to support. They have uh, good products too, like uh, all sorts of, obviously all sorts of different craft beer, but all sorts of other stuff too. Um, Do you have a and, favorite? Uh, they change so much. Uh, so they rotate them pretty regularly. And I try to just try new things when I can. Mm-hmm. There, There is one called, there's a there's a beer there called, I hope I get it right. I think it's called Hop, Hop Rock. That's a cool name. H, yeah, yeah, like Pop Rocks except Hop. Um, and uh, I think that one's really good. Um, I am probably not the craft beer connoisseur that should take over this, <laughs> you know, section of the podcast. I'm a little bit of a garbage disposal when it comes to things like that but um hey you're honest but i but i think it's just fun so so if you're there pizza it's just um (laughs) no but they 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 have they have great quality stuff that is gonna be the tagline for this episode it's just fine this episode will be it'll be it'll be but uh yeah what was i saying oh yeah so what i did was i used that day to play test a game that i want to run at carnage and i got a bunch of new players that i had never played with before plus one person i had played for and i ran a totally rough draft of an adventure that's supposed to be a four-hour one shot with you know kind of i thought i knew kind of the, the plot points that need to happen all this stuff to make everybody have a great time and so we started it at probably 12 30 something like that and i don't think we stopped 6 30 oh like wow we, we just played all all day uh we took a lot of breaks in there obviously for like lunch and bathroom breaks and go get a drink and just stretch your legs like that but um mm-hmm. but uh i i don't know we had a great time i obviously it was a you know it's a play test so there, those are 
bumpy in with. Um, but my players were really patient with me, kind of, got, and they were also really great kind of playing these types of games. So we had a great time. That was awesome. During that time, I also was walking around taking pictures, like when we were on breaks of other games that were going on and things like that. So I got to talk to other people, see what what else was going on. And I mean, the place was absolutely packed. It was a, a real madhouse for at least four or five hours during the mirror. It was just everybody kind of screaming, hollering, whatever was going on at their table. Hmm. And then I got the evening to kind of do more casual things, like more very casual board and card game type stuff, and just hang out with the people who uh, are my friends that are there, lots of close friends, some people I've known for a long, long time, some people I've just met through um, you know, this group, and just kind of hang out and talk about what's going on and just catch up. That sounds delightful. It was delightful. It's just like, that's a great way to kind of have it. So you have this high energy burst when you're all uh, adrenaline is going, you're all excited about everything and then you get to peak and then you just kind of level off and gradually work your way to still having fun, but you have it at an intensity that matches where it's really, I think healthy for you so that you're not at that high peak all day long. Cause that's draining. Yeah. And at least for me, I mean, everybody's different, but for me, if I, have to run uh, convention tabletop RPGs for uh, anywhere from you know four to six people for four mm-hmm. hours at a time. At the end of one, I'm uh, I'm okay, and at the at the end of two in a day, I'm like I don't have a voice anymore, and I'm kind of yeah. mentally frazzled from just chasing all the you know directions and things that need to be happening to kind of facilitate those games because um, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It tends to be a lot of thinking on your feet. Um, and so it is nice when those are over with to be able to not go into something else that's going to require a hundred percent brain power because yeah. for me, for me, I'm kind of shot. at. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I get you. I know what you mean. When I go to conventions, I'm whether, I mean, I don't really run games anymore. Uh, someone, a member of the team will often run something and it'll help out, but just from like doing events and going to stuff, I like switched on, so to speak. And then eventually I just, I get worn out because I'm an extroverted introvert. And so I kind of just like I, the, the switch on his own turns off after a certain point. And so I'll be with everyone, but often like around dinner time, whatever we're doing, I'll just, I'll, I'll sit there and listen usually. And every so often I'll nod, be like, hmm, good point. <laughs> and then maybe I'll have some energy, be like, hey, what about blah, 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 blah. Uh, but it's not at the, hey, uh, you know, high intensity hey, everybody, as like earlier in the day. So, so much happens. Yeah, I see at the end of the day or, you know, whether it's a one-day thing like this or at, I guess, mentions, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I see the end of the day or late night, you know, if it are if it is those conventions, usually after the, the 7 to 11 o'clock time slot, you know, mm-hmm. as kind of a recap time too. I'm usually meeting with up with my friends at that point. They're telling yeah. me about the games they were in or that they were running. We're kind of trading stories about, you know, how did that go for you? Uh, how was your, how was your group? You know, uh, they'll tell you the things that went great and the things that went way off the rail. The crazy person at their table, or you know, whatever, whatever the the, the thing is. And it's a good time to like just recap and kind of. A lot of times, I put my thoughts in order for the next game I'm going to run, like the next the next morning, and these are the mm-hmm. things I'm going to change or that type. No, that yeah, uh, yeah, I do the same thing. Uh, if it's like a stay over, sleepover convention, so to speak, invariably I end up going to a lot of, I do a lot of like after hours net, networking at 
private events. <laughs> and yep. so uh, just a lot happens there where you hear how everything went for everyone and then how it went. But even if it's like a one day thing. So uh, back in August of this year, it was August 26th. Uh, I mean, I went to the Hobby Bunker game day and I've been going to oh, yeah. that for years. Usually I would go with my buddy, Adrian, who has passed. But this year, uh, so last year I went on my own. And then this year I went with uh, my buddy, John. And so he picked me up and we went. And like after the event, uh, I uh, there's always a recap, you know. So like if it would be with Adrian, we might go out to have lunch or something. And then we'd have a recap then uh, with John. It was on on the drive home. We talked about you know what sure. we've done, what we played, and like you uh, know there's all this planning, and it's just really amazing. I find how you can start with like a word salad, and then it explodes, and then you get all these ideas and these threads that connect stuff, and then it leads to all sorts of other inspiration that you may not have realized was there uh, until you start seeing it aloud, or until someone else has like pinpointed something, be like wow, what about blah, blah, blah? And mm. then you're like, oh, yeah, actually. And then off you go. And it's just, it's. I, I find it really fascinating uh, how that seems to work, not just with me, but it seems it does it with a lot of other people too. Did you get to play any games at uh, Hobby Bunker or were you just hobnobbing with gaming? Um, I don't know that I hobnob with anyone. I More like they tolerate my existence. But <laughs> this was actually the first time in a long time I played a game which was shocking because normally I don't, I go and I take pictures and I look and I'm like the non creepy creep. Who's like, can I take a picture of what you do? And I'm going to take some video. And do you want to talk about it? And, uh, but I actually, no, I played something. John and I, we played this game, uh, a buddy of mine, Dave Valentine has created, uh, he actually made a game devil in the wilderness, which um, Adrian and I are in. We're actual like character. We're like entities in the game. Um, so people who play it, they can get us. We come up as a card. We're like a, a force of units. Um, but then he created this. It, it's weird. Uh, and it, I don't, I'm going to say, I don't know if I should or not, but I'm looking into to see uh, what needs to be done to get a mini made of Adrian and of myself for the game. Uh, and so that it can just be added and it's something like people would be able to buy and have costs. Oh, you can do that. There's a, a I, well, I, I know of a doesn't Hero Forge do that. No, I mean they do that as like a one-off, but uh, yeah, uh, no. The Dave has a sculptor. Uh, oh, okay. That like he uses who designs his stuff, and then the stuff gets cast or three D printed or whatever. So this would be something that would get added to the lineup as like a, a, a thing that people can get. Um, so research is being done into that. Why anyone would want a mini of me, I don't know. But they could get one of Adrian, which would be really cool. Uh, which is really the more important thing. And I don't know. Uh, I think I would purchase Jonathan Reinhardt 28 millimeter that, figurine. That would be hilarious. Oh, I could just, picturing all sorts of funny things to do. Uh, have you ever heard of the Museum of Bad Art? Okay, so it's this it's this Eastern Massachusetts. <laughs> but I, 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 okay, I see where this is going, I think. But. <laughs> I, I would hope you do. Uh, so it, it actually used to be in the basement of uh, a nearby independent movie theater. I mean, so like some of it would be in the bathrooms, some would be just on the lower level and people would come and it'd be like really bad art, like intentionally bad art. Not, oh. you know, like someone's trying and it's, oh, look how unfortunate that is. It'd be like people would be like, let's see how terrible we can get. And, okay. and so they'd have it on display there, but it became so popular. They have this, their own facility now where they have this, but I could see it be really humorous to have like museum of bad art, but like, 
bad paint jobs and bad like conversions. Oh, and I how, could supply. I could supply some. It just how much fun that would be. I, do it as a fundraiser for I don't know some charity or something. And yeah, just the worst Warhammer <laughs> you know models painted by twelve year old. I, I was thinking of um, you know year old me <laughs> and uh, but just I don't know how how much fun it would be. Uh, I've got plenty sitting somewhere in this room. Yeah, and I mean I have lots that I've never painted at all that are still new in box. I'm That's actually so. looking at quite a bit of really old 40k stuff new and blister <laughs> then, anyway um so the the game is really cool devil in the wilderness because it's it has a bit of like cthulhu-esque monsterdom kind of thing in it but it's set in salem during the height of the witch mania and so you have historical okay. figures like cotton mather and so forth who are witch hunters and trying to get the witches and yep. they're witches so then dave took that concept and then moved it to a different time period and then moved it to the southwest and so there's this new game called devil in san miguel where you have yep. just like really cool monsters are in it and cowboys it's like it's very cool spaghetti western uh have you ever played the card game bang yes okay so i think of bang a lot with this game uh just for the vibe of it all and so dave was running this game at the game day and i've been excited about it it's been out for about a year I think he did a Kickstarter, but I might be wrong. Uh, and he had starter sets at, anyway at one point that people, I think it was a Kickstarter, but people did. And you got all this cool stuff with it. And he has all these expansion minis and um, and everything. Uh, but for this session, he decided he wasn't going to do it with monsters. He was going to do it as a straight up, just like historical shoot em up kind of thing. So it's open world. You can interact with stuff. And you're trying to get objectives that are, they're visible, but they're so well designed and labeled that you don't know where they are until you actually look for them because they're like hidden in train the barrels and things and so you have to control a majority of the objectives and you start off with uh either a witch or a witch hunter and some other mini and then the other person on your team has no witch or witch hunter but they have other like regular kind of fighters but better than like the worst of the worst and so then you go around you try to take objectives and you can get reinforcements you can kind of discover but there's a lot of variables so you don't know what's happening there's a lot of uh, randomness which is cool but there's also how many players does this scenario play so he did it with four (laughs) usually he does two i think so like one-on-one but this was a two-on-two and it played really well uh, and so like you get things like cover, you can go inside the buildings, you can hide, there was a train, you can hide behind the train, you can get in the train, uh, so you get partial cover or like full cover, this line of sight, but it's also casual, so it's more of like, is your opponent going to be cool with it? Like, do you, do they think you get cover if you're on the corner of a building or not? And just, I don't know, be nice and work it out, which I think is amazing, instead of, well, the rule says blah, 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 and you're... 0.2 centimeters beyond that so you don't get such a it's like come on let's just friendly how are the how are the rules i so i assume he wrote the rule system too it's not just scenarios in a no yeah so he did the rules for this he did the rules for devil in the wilderness um and there's like these decks of cards that have uh special abilities that you can get um and have um they like interact with one another. So it's not like a, it's not a deck building game in any way, but you, you have a hand and you can play different types of cards at any point during the game and they can uh, either help you or help someone else. And so if you're on a team, even though each person has their own hand, uh, let's say you have 
a witch. But I have a card that's good for witches, and it's something's going to happen to you or you want to do something where this could be beneficial. I play the card to benefit you. So although it's not in your hand, it still gets, I can play it because we're on the same team and it still so helps it's two, you. So it's two teams. So it, it is, it is not cooperative. It no, is, it is. It is. Uh, well, the teams are. So it's like you and me are on a team and we work together and the but other people are, are on their You are playing against the other two players, not against yes, like sir. a set of NPCs or a set of certain. No, although there are NPCs who show up and sure. they just, okay. they have their own thing. Like they'll go after you know, wh whoever logically makes the most sense, who's closest, what we're a threat, who's doing more damage, or they'll do whatever just makes it more of an interesting and an exciting kind of game. I like the idea that it brings the, the I know it's not new gaming, but that he brings the, it sounds like cards that, uh, cards that impact the scenario or impact the gameplay in. And yeah. I, I have seen, you know, many other games that, that do that, but it, it also sounds like with the open world, uh, description that you use that the game sort of rides the line of a uh, minis game slash rpg and it's also got card elements in it for people who like like that type of thing it seems like there's a lot of things to keep your attention uh in one one game there yeah and uh, like there's a strong kind of story behind it like an undercurrent of the story so you can play it up as much as you want to or it could just be a you know you're moving minis around on the table and you're trying to shoot and damage your opponent kind of thing so you can imbibe it with as much as you want and it doesn't need a whole lot of space i we were on a bigger table but i think it only needs a four by four and even is it then, you built don't use for like legacy play or or uh campaign play or is um, it a one and done type of so i'd have to i don't I actually don't have the rule book uh, dave it might be nice if you wanted us to review the game we could review the game <laughs> um, so but i believe it's intended for one-offs oh really however I don't see why you couldn't have it be a series of connected games. So it might not be a strong enough connection for it to be a quote unquote campaign, but still yeah. connected where like, you know, uh, you do this one thing and then it's going to influence whatever happens on the next game or like set up. What is the scenario? What are you doing in the next game? So like if you, if you're the witch hunters and you've done really well and then like the next game, maybe that scenario is a little harder uh, for the witches or whatever. Uh, so I don't see why that couldn't be a thing. Of course, Dave, when he hears this, he'll correct me. Actually, he'll correct me sooner because I'm going to be seeing him. We're recording this on a Thursday, and I'm going to be seeing him on a Saturday, uh, the Saturday coming up at a, an event. And I'm going to ask him about that because that's a, actually a really good question. So I'm glad that you gave me all this insight because uh, listeners probably will not believe that we discussed this uh, ahead of time. But I am signed up to play uh, Carnage in San Miguel. No uh, way. Carnage Con on saturday after which is if i'm you know understanding it correctly is uh is devil in san miguel just a carnage carnage version yeah it, uh, it's it is it it's another guy dave told me to sign up for it i haven't signed up for it yet and i've been looking at potentially signing up for that so i'm signed up for it um i read it and when i when i read it i i did think back to devil in the wilderness which i had heard about a long time ago on social yep. media and I kind of connected the dots and I said, oh, okay, yeah, I'll give that a shot. So interesting that that's what you played and that's what I happened to sign up for totally without coordination. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, I have to say, I've wanted to play the game since it came out. And I, I, don't, think I, I don't think I've ever played Devil in the Wilderness either. Uh, like he's demoed it kind of like I haven't actually played, but like I've seen enough. I've seen other people play it. So I, I get it. Uh, it. But I've wanted to play these ever since they've come out. And uh 
when I had the opportunity at the game, there was like, we got to play this, we got to play this. Uh, and it was fun. I do know for a fact that at Carnage, it's being played with all the supernatural kind of stuff. So it's going to be full force with the monsters. I was just quickly looking at the write up on um, tabletop events right now. And um, yeah, it seems like there's some serious dark magic going on here uh, with hidden scrolls and wreaking magic horror and the possession steam walkers whatever i think i have a fit. um yeah so sounds good that's why i signed up for it <laughs> from what i understand um f whatever they have oh there's still slots okay that's good um <laughs> and for the rest uh, of this episode you can listen to us uh shuffle our carnage game schedule around. we'll be like hmm so if we do this then what do we do <laughs> Actually, I don't believe I have anything scheduled that time slot in the afternoon time slot. Uh, so that's there handy. Go. Uh, roll some but dice. The, so the game was a blast. Um, we lost. Uh, oh. My buddy John was on the other side. Uh, and it looked like we were going to win. Uh, be, so I was on the side w- with the witches, which is really humorous uh, to me for many, many more reasons. Uh, <laughs> uh, which I can go into more offline. <laughs> and... Uh, it just it was a lot of fun, but there were a couple of times where like we almost took out their witch hunter, and at one point like we didn't continue on because like we thought we were in a better position than we were. Like we were in a really good position, and then it turned out we weren't. So like things you turned out time. <laughs> so I'm not saying we would have won, but we would have been in a much better position if we kept on doing some stuff. And we we're like, well, took your foot off the gas a little. Yeah, uh, and so usually and this is great for anyone to know. In case you ever play a game against me at any point in time, my go-to thing always is to play a very defensive game, whatever it is, and I turtle. So that's usually why I lose. And when a year before Adrian passed, uh, he was like, you know, you turtle all the time. Have you ever tried playing a little more aggressively? And I was like, okay, maybe I will sometime. So I did once, and it was just a much more fun game for everyone. And I think the team I was on, we happened to win, but I, I don't really care. People aren't going to lose. I don't really care whether I win or lose. It's more about the fun, the people who was there. Yeah. Um, uh, but so ever since then, I try to be a little more aggressive. And so in this game, I was more aggressive than I would normally be. I was like, well, I want to do this, but that means I should do like even more than what that is. And it, it made for a more fun environment. It was just really exciting, a lot of fun. And for the terrain... Uh, you can use like anything you want for the buildings or whatever, but things from the basement, uh, York Bender, they have a whole lineup of stuff and yep. he has more stuff coming out and everything beautiful. I love York's kits. They just make fantastic. And he's things. at all the local uh, conventions that yep. I'm aware of. Uh, he, he does them the all. I mean, all. they're down in Connecticut and they go everywhere and he didn't really want to make any of this stuff. Dave basically had to be like, come on make something and he didn't want to and Dave was like well I'm gonna go and I'll just use this other stuff that I have or this other kit that wasn't that great and next thing you know <laughs> a short time later a package arrives on his door and it's from Jorg with some stuff he made he's like how about this instead and now hey, I mean lot. if the game gains popularity which I I think it I seems it's trending you know towards becoming more popular at least maybe regionally but that might be all it needs um mm-hmm. You know, then then uh, things from the basement gets a nice little sort of licensed product line there, and that's great for both of them. From what I hear, their Wild West terrain and things from the basement are some of their best sellers. It's so versatile. It, um, it, you can it use is. it in so much stuff. All the Deadlands players for tabletop yeah. RPGs would. would what be a cowboy! Uh, you can use it for that, and that's gained a lot of popularity now. And 
and the stuff is just beautiful. Jorg is so talented. He's not classically trained in any of this design and creation stuff for this. He's just kind of does it on his own. He just gets it, which is amazing. I mean, him and his wife, very inspiring people. To, uh, and I, I'm glad to be able to call them friends. Dave, too. I mean, l- like you were saying with uh, Redemption Con and going to stuff, people you meet are just indescribably great. And I found that, too, in my own journey through tabletop gaming. Absolutely fantastic people who like i formed really strong connections with a lot of these people sure and like i don't know the things we talk about the things we shared the ways we're there for one another it's it's intense it's a deep but also this just like fun silliness that happens too so it's this wonderful blend of stuff and you don't know unless you put yourself out there and you try and as hard as that can be it's it's good to do yeah i don't know that many people that have like regretted it you know uh you know, I do know people that are like, oh, no, like convention, that seems like uh, too daunting, like too socially. Like mm-hmm. They're very happy to play a board game at home with the people they know feel safe with. And if that's what you want to do, I mean, I'm totally into that, too. That, you do it. That's fine. And you should do that. But if it's something that you think you want to do and you're being held back by the fear, um, I don't know anybody who's gone out and tried it and then like, oh, no, that was such a bad experience. Do that again. Yeah, I, I I just haven't I haven't heard of any anybody like that. I mean, I'm sure it exists. Anecdote, by and large, I don't threat. You know, I think you're expanding your horizons, expanding your uh, possibilities, and your social network. No, I agree. And I mean, I I realize that if it was something terrible, not something that might get talked about a lot, uh, either. But I feel like the preponderance of evidence is that it tends to be a positive outcome for people, and I think that's really good. Yeah, um, and I don't I don't mean to say that nobody's ever like gone to a convention and gotten to a game session where they were like, oh, you know, or something like that. Okay, that that's just part of that's part I of life. The <laughs> yeah. I mean, that does happen and I have heard, you know, you know, after the sessions end and we're hanging out somewhere, you know, I have heard some people say like, well, I got to tell what just happened to me. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, and and it's a it's a bummer, I guess, in a way. I mean, it's never been so bad that somebody was like, I had to just leave or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. But, um, but you know, sometimes it's been like, oh, I was I was put in this weird social, you know, interaction that I didn't know what to do with that was either, you know, weird or hilarious or something. Things like that. that's just part of, you know, intermingling. True. And as tricky as that can be, and also, like, when you decompress and you share it later on with your group, it binds you closer together. So it strengthens this other group of the shared experience because eventually everyone's like, we've been there. And so you have that and it just draws you a little bit closer, which is, I don't know, it's a way to take something that's maybe less than entirely positive and then turn it into like a a beneficial thing, which I think is helpful. Yeah, it's all. Um, I I do want to say that Hobby Bunker Game Day, they do it every summer, usually in August. uh, And they used to have more, um, but they also have a regular gaming groups who meet there. It's up in Wakefield, Mass. So it's a bit of a hike for me, uh, but I find it's absolutely worth it. To me, the Hobby Bunker is the best historical miniatures gaming store in eastern Massachusetts. I've yet to find one that I love more that just gets it and lives it and is so authentically into historicals the way that they are. Uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there's not many. There's not many game stores that really take a focus on. You know, I've been no. to tons of game stores. And like, if they do, they might do a, like a bolt action or a flims war, and and that's cool, that's awesome. But even then, it's more. I find it's more of a, you know, it's a, a store that sells magic cards that also happens to have 
gaming space blah, blah. And, and, yep. and they'll do whatever uh or it's a, like a 40k store or D store awesome but they also happen to have like they throw in bolt action just because why not uh so to have a place that like lives and breathes this stuff and the owner matt is so amazing he's so supportive of the community he's really involved with all this he's he's wonderful and so they used to be in malden and there's some changes there they weren't going to be able to stay there anymore and so he bought this building it's an old maytag uh, uh like store and so he owns this whole building and they have gaming space upstairs and it's really cool and on saturdays sounds great it's really easy to get to and accessible and the game day it's five bucks to get in and play all day and do whatever and it's just it's it's so much fun and it's really easy to get to even though like distance for me isn't delightful but you just hop on the highway you go and then you're in the center of uh, wakefield and you park and that's that but it's beautiful there's a lake pond thing nearby just i don't know it's wonderful just a nice kind of day to go and do this and they regularly game there uh, all the time all sorts of games so there's a group for anything and they're extremely welcoming uh, for it, which is just wonderful. But the game days, are, I love. I've been going for years now, and they're just they're fantastic. And uh, so I was glad to be able to go back there. And I know it's, it's since the trek for me, it's definitely a trek for you. But one of these days, it's not that bad for me. It's no. I just I was just googling. It's an hour. Okay. See, I always so... think it's an hour for me. And this last time, it took us. Well, I would say it's an hour. hour right now, and it's nine o'clock. Well, so, yes. So you know, it could be longer as we're getting. No, but like a know, Saturday morning, if you go, stuff. it's basically the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go down to. Oh no! Like I wouldn't go one town over on the highway in rush hour, because <laughs> like that's ridiculous. Thank you, Massachusetts. I live in the woods, so rush hour is like I have to beat my horn at the turkey street, <laughs> things like that. So where I'm at, it's funny. We're not like in the woods, but we have all this wildlife that has moved because there's all these houses that get built everywhere else and displace them. So we have lovely, you know, all the turkeys, the deer, we have the coyotes and everything. And then we, I'm near like all these highways and like secondary highways, <laughs> very accessible to everything. But the other day, there was a coyote in the middle of um, Route One, just like on the median, hanging out. I was like, what are you doing there? Just eating <laughs> trash. Just like you just sit in there waiting for the light to change or something. I don't know. The car dealership on one side, and, um, a Burger King or something on the other. <laughs> like, so what are we doing? And up the road, there's turkeys. I was like, come on. It's just, it's bizarre. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so when you have um, heavy traffic, it's because the deer won't move out of the way. There's too many of them crossing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I do want to say too that uh, it took some video and pictures at the hobby bunker game day and put it oh, actually nice. because of you i put it into a video format because i remember one of the last times you and i talked you asked if i ever thought about doing anything with the video and i was like oh yeah we used to but not anymore so i decided because of you i was going to do something and so it's up on youtube uh people can watch it we'll have a link in the show notes people will be able to see that and uh so far i mean we're not a dedicated youtube channel by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> uh, but like for us it's doing pretty well because it has 68 views as the time I put this up. Considering, Whoa. Like, I I mean, we have videos that have far more than that. Like, a lot, lot more. But I was impressed with this, like, little thing that I just kind of threw together that people were looking at it. So, I don't know. Uh, but that was kind of fun. Yeah, video is awesome. And it gives people an I also gives people an idea of, like, what they're looking at as far as Hobby Bunker game day goes. Like, oh, that's what space looks like. That's what the 
games look like. You know, maybe it's their thing. Maybe it gets them a few more people popping in and yeah. checking it out. Well, I was just proud that I actually made the video because usually I'll record the stuff and then I forget to make the video. <laughs> so I just have the footage somewhere. So I was glad I didn't do that. Um, what else do you want to say about a Redemption Con? Oh, boy. What haven't I said about Redemption Con on your podcast? It's awesome. You should all go to it. It's the third Thursday of every month at Redemption Rock Brewery in Worcester, Massachusetts on Shrewsbury Street. Look it up. It's awesome. It's free. Everybody's nice. Uh, so the next game night is, uh, I guess it would be coming up here in two weeks. Let's see. Yeah, depending on when One, you listen two, to this. Twenty. Yeah, so depending on when you listen to this, it might be. So either you uh, had fun or you will have fun. Either you'll be remembering all the fun you had on September 21st, 2023, or you are eagerly looking at the future. And I think you left out the most important thing, right? Because according to the chat you just sent me, uh, you're buying everyone something to drink. Is that right? Oh, did I? Is that I what you typed? Falling asleep on the. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I misread. You, you know I what? Know. By everyone. I everyone mean. Everyone named Pete. Come find me. Come find me and talk to me, and we'll we'll take it from. We'll <laughs> and uh, also, depending on where in the uh, which timeline you're in, whether it's the darkest timeline or not, uh, coming up. Uh, actually, it won't be coming up because I know for a fact this is coming out after the event. Uh, oh, okay. But it will have been this past upcoming past Saturday, probably. So <laughs> the, the upcoming I, past. I really, I learned early on. That whenever I want to talk about time on here, I, I have to think about Douglas Adams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the problem with time travel isn't, you know, getting there safely or anything. It's a problem with what tense do you use for yeah, language right. um, for things. But on Saturday, September 9th, 2023, which will have been an amazing event as um, the Uxbridge, it was great. <clears throat> excuse me, the Uxbridge um, gamers are putting on the annual um, tabletop gaming flea market. And I will have been there and will have done what I'm sure will have been a very successful uh, charity raffle we're doing in memory of Adrian. Uh, right, Wrestling yes. off all sorts of stuff. And funds are going to go to the American Battlefield Trust. Uh, they preserve historic American battlefields, notably parts of Gettysburg and things like that. It was very, very important. Oh, cool. That's Adrian. awesome. Yeah. And like, so they save it from developers and make sure that it's used for educational purposes and people to learn about the past. They do a really good job of accurately portraying how things were and not the falsehoods of certain viewpoints. Sure. things so that you can learn what feelings were like at the time and whether or not those views hold up nowadays and uh but they do it in a way so that you learn and that they recognize and make a point of saying like these things are not okay now uh and they weren't okay then but like <laughs> they didn't necessarily know that uh and to kind of put things in perspective uh so they do all sorts of really good work uh, but that is out in Uxbridge at the Polish American Social and Civic Corp. And I should also make sure to say that uh, the group putting it on is a sponsor of the podcast. And that right. does not influence me saying anything nice or less than nice, but I have nothing less than nice to say about them. But anything that we say or do with them. So Historical Gaming Club of Uxbridge, thank you very much for sponsoring the show. And Yeah, uh, that's awesome. They're just it can group. influence me for saying nice stuff to them, I guess. I, I'm easily corrupted. That's well, fine. hey, do you know, uh, as a former and retired politician, <laughs> I've learned early on to just kind of go with the. Um, 
But the until you're up for re-election, yeah. Uh, then you'll say whatever you want about the. Oh, you want yeah. a bridge? You don't like that people can drive down the road? Oh, okay. Let's see what we can do about that. Uh, but yeah, so every year, New England Tabletop Gaming Flea Market happens. Um, That's awesome. Uh, Dave Valentin's going to be there, so you can buy stuff that we've talked about. York Bender's going to be there. You'll be able to buy things for the basement stuff. See Tim Colonna there for Trilateral. Uh, it's like a who's who of vendors and people. And for those of you for next year, uh, and I'm going to be one of them, I think, we probably all have too much gaming stuff at home that us or our partners or significant others would wish we had less of. And it could be a good way to kind of go through it and um, make some money and clear some space in your house. So for the future, it's worth considering. I think it's only like $5 for a table or something. Holy cow. Yeah, so it's like dirt cheap, I believe, to get a table. And you pay for admission. It's, I don't know, a few bucks for admission or whatever. And then they're doing gaming afterwards. Uh, so that will have been a pretty fun event. And then you and I are going to be at Carnage. Yep. That's coming up real soon. I got yeah, so to get some things, but October yeah, something there. something. Yep, it's October some, something something 2023. Yep. Um, and um, I think I'm going up Thursday, stand Sunday. It's going to be awesome. It's always awesome. It's a great place. It's going to be up in the mountains of Vermont during foliage season, so it'll also be pretty. And I'm hoping. Oh, nice. And so, uh, yeah. Anybody who's on the fence about going. If you can still find a place up there to go, you should go. Mm. Uh, I'm going in part because of you, actually. Good. Uh, they've been, well, it's a small part, but it is partly because you, mostly it's because they've asked me year after year after year after year to go, and it hasn't worked out. Uh, and then Adrian and I had planned to go, and then he passed away. And then I was like, well, you know, I'm going to go because, but I wasn't sure which year I was going to go, but I'm going this year because of you. <laughs> so awesome. I'm glad um, I have. Five percent accreditation on. There you go. I'll take it. I'll take it, and I will. I'll make sure I name drop the heck out of it while I'm there. You should be like, do you know what I did? That's you what know, you should do. I uh, got five percent of him. <laughs> exactly. And so that Saturday, Saturday, October twenty eighth at ten a.m., we're doing a live Wargaming Recon podcast recording. So you'll be able to come on by. You can register. Do you know for where it. you're doing it? I have to look. I was told they got me a really good room, and. <laughs> That's all they told you. It's gonna be on like a. It's gonna be on like an access ramp outside. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "What do you need?" And I said, "Well, You're be on the chairlift." <laughs> I was like, "I need a place, preferably not in the main gaming hall, because that yeah. just messes with my audio levels. There has to be decent internet, and I need an outlet." Yep. So in ta- uh, tables, I know um, of a couple of places at the Killington roundabout. That, apparently, like I don't know where the roundabout is. I don't either. Uh, but it says Saturday, October 28th from 10 a.m. to 11.50. It's not that long. Um, and it mentions RA01, RA02, RA03 in Roundabout. But we're special event number 273. Okay. A yeah. quick Google does not turn that up for me. Um, but well, that's okay. If it turns out it's less than ideal, which has happened in the past at other conventions, uh, like everyone thinks it's all set and it's not. I'll just ask them to move me because I'll be like, no, I, I think it's going to be good because one thing about Killington is it does have a lot of little side uh, offices and rooms and things that because of the time of year are not in use. Oh, cool. I remember one, one time we needed a private space for like this sort of like uh, dramatic RPG session we were doing. And hmm. so they put us in the ticket sales office, which was just, Oh. You know, abandoned at that time of year until they started selling lift tickets, but it was quiet on its own floor and had, you know, 
lights and electricity. So we use that. So there's all sorts of little areas that they're they're not using, you know, right. At, it's not peak time for just. And, yeah. Uh, so they'll have something like that for you, I'm sure. Okay. Plus well, they that, have multiple smaller outbuildings out, that are like right outside small. So like I'll, after I go down the mountain and next to the outhouse, there'll be a, a spot. It'll be in the thing. Oh, okay. That's good. Uh, you get better, you know, sound residents that way. And it's convenient because yeah. if you like, if nature calls, well, there you go. You, you can go, go far. All, all day, all day. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure whatever. 24 hour live broadcast. <laughs> I'm sure whatever they picked, it'll be delightful. Um, it will be. It'll be good. Killington's awesome. I've always had an awesome time there. I definitely prefer it to the Mount Snow venue that they did, although I had a great time there as well. Mm-hmm. But Killington's definitely where it's at. If they continue to grow, they're going to outgrow it. And uh, they will have to go back to Mount Snow or somewhere bigger. But while they can be there, it's a really good vibe because it's small enough that it feels like a casual weekend. Yep. But there are enough people there that there's like every offering for every type of game that you can think of. You also get like super eager gamers because you get everybody from like way upper north New England. Oh, that wow. Rather, like that would have to drive, you know, ungodly hours to get to Total Con or something like that. And so they're like super e- eager to get to something actually in the neck of the woods. No, that's actually really handy. Yep. Black Moon Games. I don't know if you're familiar with Black Moon Games out of uh, Lebanon. I know um, of them. Okay. They're, they're always a presence there. They're like kind of, in my mind, they're like the, the furthest north, uh, you know, gaming store that has a really, that I'm aware of. They're kind of up there on the wall. Yeah. And I believe you have some events, right? Because... If I recall correctly, I tried to get in one because I promised I would, and I tried, but it was full. So I hope yeah. you don't hold that against me. Well, I do. Well, you but should. I'm glad you, I'm glad you hope that I don't, but I do. <laughs> uh, I am hosting events. Uh, you can always be on a wait list because uh, I've been hosting these for a long time, and they do usually fill up very quickly in the beginning, but then they kind of ebb and flow towards getting closer to the event because people – either find out they're not going anymore maybe or they have to juggle their schedule around to get into another thing so they got to drop my game to get into this or whatever um and so things do frequently open up um i'm running games on i don't even have it friday october 27th at one o'clock and seven o'clock p.m and i'm running uh savage worlds uh scenario i wrote for the Deadlands setting it is unofficial not mm not uh, sanctioned by Pinnacle Entertainment. And um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's like Wild West, but scary with monsters and crazy stuff. And it's super, you should all go get a list ticket. Although I have, I have to say, I heard the seven o'clock one is going to be terrible and people should cancel their tickets, at least one person. And no one else should go on the wait list for that one. Well, let's, let's just take a look here. And uh, <laughs> I currently have one, two, three, four, five players. It looks like three of them might be from the same family. Cause that's what got, I think too. They've got the same last name here. So what really will stink is if that family gets a flat tire or something, I'm going to be knocked down several players there all at once. And as terrible uh, as that would be, I mean, accidents do happen. Yep. And there is one thing you should know about tabletop RPGs at conventions is uh, GMs consistently put the number of players that is ideal for the scenario they're running because they want to create the best kind of experience that they can that's manageable for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also have minimums to get credit for their badge. Yeah, that's Um, important. so so, So there is some impetus there to do enough seats that you actually doing enough work to get your badge comped. No, of course. 
And um, but they always have another character sheet. Almost all do. So if you ever find a full game that you want to play and you're waitlisted and it's full and you really wanted to play that game, uh, pro tip would be still just go to that game and act like you know that it's full and talk to the GM. <laughs> and he probably will reach into his bag and give you a character sheet and let you play. <laughs> all kidding aside, in case none of you <laughs> get it, I'm. That's the game I want to get into, and I'm waitlisted. But seriously, I hope everyone who signed up can actually go and have a good uh, – and I may or may not just be the random creeper hanging out and watching over people. We'll see. <laughs> oh, we always have those. We welcome them. They're, they're, they're fun. We always have people show up like right in the middle of some complicated scene and go like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, describe the last two hours to me. And we're like, okay, um, real quick. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's enjoyable. And so you're just running those two games, and then you're playing and stuff the rest of the week. I am, yeah. So Thursday, I'm going up Thursday. I might run something sort of off the Thursday night if there's some interest in that. Then I'm Mm -hmm. running Friday afternoon, evening, um, Saturday morning, probably doing uh, family stuff. Uh, and then Saturday afternoon, I've got that miniatures game we were just discussing. Every Saturday at Carnage at 7. On Saturday, I play in this Dominion tournament, which is awesome. Probably plenty of seats left available for that. Um, 7 in the Sunday, morning or 7 at night? 7 p.m. 7 oh. p.m. I'm not doing anything at all. Well, I, I mean, um, you did a little one. You're up anyway, so. I know, but that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, then Sundays, I, I never really play any games i walk around i talk to people i say goodbye to people same pack my stuff. I, I don't have i don't and at that point i usually don't have the energy anyway so yeah i just like i just want to get home it's what it is you know yeah it's been fun yep. it's been amazing but now i need to go back and see what's going on at home with my wife and the, what's yeah decompress recalibrate take a nap yeah if possible it's, it's gonna so be good. good yeah i'm actually really excited very excited for my first time i think it's gonna be a lot of fun you're gonna have fun i hope so i, I think so i Hope is not the word. I mean, hope obviously always, but like, I believe I will. You gotta, yeah, you know, you have to, uh, you have to envision your successes and they, they manage. Is that from the seven habits of highly successful people? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's from I'm something guessing. like that. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, do you have any other cool events or things coming up that you want to highlight or stuff you're working on? No, things you're editing or writing. Cool in my or... life. I am editing some projects or a project right now. I don't think I can talk about it, but it's cool. And if I can talk about it in the future, I will. And uh, I'm looking forward to some releases of some other people that are coming out that maybe we talk about uh, at another time. And other than that, I am just uh, waiting for Carnage here and see what the next thing. Cool. Total um, Con's already uh, booking hotel rooms. So, I mean, this oh, it just never Jeez, I got to do that. Yeah, uh, that's on my list for tomorrow. If, if, Actually, I got to think about that. Uh, yep. So usually, again, I go with the con buddy, and um, there's some news I'm not allowed to share. At least I don't think I'm allowed to share just yet. But my con buddy, because of this news, won't be at Total Con with me. Uh, yep. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that's going to go, uh, and if I'm going to be able to convince my wife that we should get the kids out of school that Friday, and for them us all to go. Yeah. Well, um, good luck with that conversation. I hope it goes well for you. It has. <laughs> It has worked for me in the past for Carnage, and I will tell you it would not work because Marlboro, Massachusetts, although it is lovely <laughs> and I have many close friends who live there, it is not the draw of a scenic Vermont ski resort. <laughs> no, but so do you know what? <laughs> I, I I said to my wife, okay, there's this convention, uh, and they want me to come, and I think 
you and the kids should come. It should be really fun. I was like, I know a guy who goes uh, with his wife and uh, his son, and they go and they have a lot of fun. And she's like, what is it? Where is it? And so it's Carnage, and I told her. And she's like, when is it? And she's like, oh, I don't want to take the kids out of school then. And I was like, Ah, okay. And I was like, I get it, because like they've started a month before. But also, with like it's cold and flu season, and so they're going to be out with something. And so there'll be no, I mean, I get it. Uh, but I was like, I can't get an agreement for this. Let's see if we can get an easier well, one. Well, maybe, do. you know, I just thought of like uh, Apex, which is that family oh, entertainment yeah, yeah. place, is actually right across the street. So it, to be honest, if you had some kids that weren't in convention thing, depend, you know, depending on what they're into, I mean, there's like go-karts and trampoline, every type of thing you can think of laser tag and all that across the street i'm sure you could keep a kid busy yeah i mean my daughters love the idea of the convention and i took my eldest to havoc last year because i was like it's in the same place as total con it's a one day thing we'll just go for a little bit and the poor kid she was so bored yeah i yeah it just depends the, the reason why she was bored is hilarious to me she said i spoke to too many people and too many people wanted to say hi to me oh it's so boring and I was like, what? I, I was like, it's, oh, it's only half a dozen people we talked to. And apparently that was too many. And so I, I warned her that should she come to TotalCon, that it's like that on steroids. Because I've been going to TotalCon even longer. And so there's more people yeah. I know and people who know me. I was like, you, you may not realize, but I do this podcast thing. And so there are people who I don't know, but who feel like they know me and they see me and they want to say hi. And she's like, why? <laughs> it's a great kid. Why would anybody want to talk? I was like, that's how I feel. So I I don't know. Uh, But also, I mean, it'd be great to go with my family. But there's also, like, I do tons of networking that I wouldn't be able to do when they're there. And uh, I don't know. I just, I find going to these conventions, it's more fun when you have someone else that you're in the room with. Because then you get to decompress and do the whole thing. And then there's all these shenanigans you get up to. So I I don't know. But I'll figure it out. But I'm going to have to book a room anyway. And speaking of TotalCon, I'm not. But. John Caputo is going to be running a game on behalf of Wargaming Recon, uh, where he's, I didn't say we, he'd want me to say we, but I like to say him. Uh, he's running a Star Wars Lego game using the Legion rules. Nice. And so on social media, I've been sharing pictures and things of stuff that I forgot I had. Yes, you have. Yes. And realizing more stuff that I, I need, and I believe it's a need, uh, that I need to get. For the game by your face i can tell you don't think it's a need uh, i'm just it's a generous need <laughs> well so like the re- no and i'll tell you it le- legit need not a like i want and i'm calling it a need so i don't have troops to ride some of the mounts so there's like these tauntauns and there's no troops to ride them and there's some units that don't have enough models to make up the full unit and then there's like lego pieces needed to make bases and things like that and make well, some you of the need, weapons. You need that stuff. You yeah, so that. I would say that's a need. That's not a like, well, it'd be cool to have. Any means necessary. Yeah. I, I think it's a need. Um, but yeah, I like none of this would have happened if we just had a really great benefactor one year who wanted to just give money to the show and it got used to put on the game and people loved it. And so we're doing it again and tweaking it a little bit. And uh, so that's going to happen uh, sometime at TotalCon. And they'll most likely will also be at least one, if not more, live podcast recordings at TotalCon. I'm looking uh, forward to it. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to believe convention season is gearing up again. But Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get busier before it gets easier. I'm looking forward to it. No, it should be good stuff. Uh, should anyone want to keep in touch with you and see what you're doing, Pete? Uh, what are the best ways to do it? 
Eh, there aren't really great ways to keep in touch with what I'm doing, to be quite honest. But I am mostly hanging out on the Redemption Convention Facebook group where I help to facilitate that, uh, you know, with a bunch of other really super helpful volunteers. Um, that also has a Discord, which you can access by going over to the group and getting the QR code if you'd like. Um, and that's it. That's that's kind of where I'm hanging out these days. Cool. Uh, and here at Wargaming Recon, we're on... I lost track of all the things. We're on a variety of things <laughs> as Wargaming it's Recon. Too. It's just there's so many of them out now. I, I don't know how... Like, I don't even know how what I'm supposed to refer to Twitter as. Like, is X, X. really what we're all supposed to call it? Or is that just oh, yeah. Elon being delusional, thinking that we're all going to call it that? And we're all yes. saying, like, no, we're calling it Twitter. So I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> so we're on that, whatever you want to call that. And we're on the gram uh, or whatever the kids call it now. I think we have a threads. I think that's the other thing, right? We're on Facebook or multiple things. And Reddit. Uh, yeah, we got the Reddit, uh, the YouTube channel. And... I was reminded that I never talk about it, but we have merch. Should people want to buy? <laughs> There's a, a, a link will go in the sh show notes, but we have, what do we have? We have t-shirts. Uh, we have unisex t-shirts. It says men's, but it's unisex. Uh, and unisex uh, men's polo shirts, the black and women's t-shirts and a duffel bag. And I'm told the duffel bag is really cool. Um, uh, I have t-shirts. Oddly enough, I don't wear the t-shirts for the show anymore because I'm just like, eh, I'm not bothered to wear it and then people make fun of me rightly so uh but we have t-shirts and stuff so we'll have a link and people can buy things and do whatever uh so that's there can you tell that i like i really want to make money <laughs> i'm just like i just want to have fun but there's the things uh, so we get all that going on and um we'll have another episode coming out before you know it talking about i'm not quite sure what because still being ironed out but i know our other newly designated reoccurring co-host is going to be uh, on that robert dunn he writes awesome. all our show notes and he's amazing for many many reasons and so he and i we've been going back and forth on what we want to talk about but that'll be i believe the next episode coming out of the show awesome and, uh, yeah so just look stuff. forward to it cool uh so that means one person will listen to it that's really good i like that and uh i like otherwise, it otherwise uh any last words of wisdom you want to share with the peoples um it's hot out it drink is hot. water Drink water. Be nice to your neighbor. Yeah, don't leave your pets outside. <laughs> yeah. Or, or in the car. Like, this crack in a window thing's not good enough. I, I don't care what you say. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm taking a stand on that, and I'm going to be controversial. Yeah, just don't Yeah, just don't drive your pets around. They don't it's need just, to go anywhere. Like, just be kind. They're um, fine. So, everyone, you know the drill. No matter how busy you are, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how much time you're thinking, wow, go to one of these one-day gaming events sounds really amazing. Maybe I should start one too. You know that you gotta, you have to, you need to keep on gaming. Are you always on the go? Why not take Wargaming Recon with you? If you use an app like Pocket Casts, you can listen to your favorite episodes of Wargaming Recon on your mobile device. This recording is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial share alike license. Many thanks to Andrew and Court for inspiring the show's name. Wargaming Recon is dedicated to the memory of longtime listener Andrew. I ask all listeners to join me in a moment of silence in memory of Andrew. Wargaming Recon is sponsored by the Historical Gaming Club of Uxbridge. They meet the first Wednesday of each month at Great Stories in Wittonsville, Massachusetts. Dice drop at 7 p.m. on games spanning World War II 
to the Wild West and beyond. Guest demos are encouraged. All are welcome. Find them on Facebook at Historical Game Club of Uxbridge.